We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the LakersNation.com post post game show. I am your Sean Spaces Davis. I haven't uh, went by that in a while, but we'll bring it back for tonight. This is LakersNation.com post post game show where we dive into all the X's and O's and uh, analytics from tonight's game. Talk about some of the coaching processes and decisions that went into tonight's game. Um, before we get started, please make sure you guys leave a like on the video and, uh, you know, hit the subscribe, hit the subscribe button if you are new to the channel and let's go, let's go, man. Let's, let, let's dive into this one. Um, we're going to be answering your comments throughout the night. The easiest way to get your co comment answered on the show is by submitting a super chat. Super chats are, like I said, the easiest way to make sure that you get your comment answered on the show i will go through any super chats that we do get as the night progresses but i want to start off basically where, where trevor left me off at and that was the question that do i agree with him on the fact that darvin ham went with an all offensive lineup in a game where they were up 10 with two minutes left and my answer is well i agree with him so hell no, I disagree with what Darwin did. That made absolutely no sense. And me and Trevor were sitting there on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation, sitting there saying, uh, Darvin, um, Darvin, are we gonna are we gonna make our sub and put Cam Reddish in the game or um or Jared Vanderbilt in the game or Rui would have would have sufficed. And they eventually did go to Rui. But I mean, let's see if I can pull up the play-by-play play really quickly. I got to find my uh, my mouse. There we go. I did find it. All right, so let's look at the play-by-play. Play. Let's just go fourth quarter. And let's take a look at, like, the last five minutes. First off, I do want to touch on this. The Lakers had to call a very crucial timeout because they couldn't get the ball inbounded. I forget what point this is, but this is around, like, middle of the fourth quarter. That did ultimately come to bite the Lakers back in the butt later on in the game. Because they had to just let this run from San Antonio just ride out because they they only had one timeout left. So the Lakers they're they're trading back and they, they traded buckets back and forth for San Antonio for a pretty significant time. Um, we see all right one thirteen to one hundred three. Anthony Davis is shooting free throws here. Me and Trevor at this 
at this particular moment and probably for probably for a little while now have been shouting, please get Jared Vanderbilt in the game or please get Cam Rush in the game. If you want to sit, still play the whole Jared Vanderbilt, you know, we're, we're working him, you know, back in and he's still on the minutes restriction, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That is somewhat, you know, you know, understandable. But gosh, man, like get Cam Reddish in the game, something like Austin closes the point, right? Um, okay, cool. Down 10 or up 10, excuse me. Okay, cool. AD hits a tough jumper. Cool. Still up 10. Uh, D'Lo then I think takes a, a bad three. Victor hits a three. AD takes a, an early shot clock jumper. Luckily, we get it back, but up seven now. Uh, now Victor hit another three, I think. Dela with a awful turnover. Um, like, yeah, man. So do I agree with the decision? Absolutely not. Makes no sense to me that we didn't get Cam Reddish back in this game. Um, hold on, let me see. Sorry, uh. Why are you <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it's the same person that blocked me on Twitter. Um, anyway, but tonight, D'Lo 32 minutes, 80, 38 minutes. That, that's such a bummer that Anthony Davis had to play 38 minutes against the San Antonio Spurs. Torian 32, Ruri 24. I thought Ruri was good tonight in the in his starting appearance in the absence of uh LeBron James, who was a late, you know, DMP. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt played roughly 17 minutes tonight. The just go watch Vando's first, you know, possession of the game defensively. Like he had a great, he had a great possession guarding a ball screen, gets back, makes a rotation near the rim, and then gets a steal and, and ultimately finishes the other way. Like that's what Jared Vanderbilt is. I'm so happy that he's back. Christian Wood, I thought like, I mean, he was a minus 13, but I thought Christian Wood was like fine. But I, I just don't think he should have been in that uh, closing rotation. Austin Reeves has been so good recently. I'm so happy that he's starting to figure it out. But that last lineup, man, again, it just makes no sense to me why you played that lineup. Really quick, I didn't want to go to Austin, who is finally starting to get it together from an efficiency standpoint. At one point this season, he was non-efficient ball screen player. Now the Lakers ball screen offense is at a uh, nice and pretty one point per possession when Austin Reeves has the ball in his hands out of a pick and roll. And now you look at the Lakers offense in general, it's starting to balance out. Now defensively, they've taken a massive hit the past two games. But overall, like this team is starting to figure some stuff out. And I've been saying recently that this team is starting to figure some stuff out. They're now in terms of now let, let's let's back out. Let's back out. Let's not look at that part quite yet. You look at the Lakers offense on any time they run a ball screen, they're right around one point per possession, right? In terms of a scoring possession out of a ball screen, turnover, made shot, missed shot, uh, turnover, made shot, missed shot, foul, right? This could be off of a, a pick and roll. This could be off of a, like the ball handler scoring, the roll man scoring, a off ball cut or like a driving kick to a, a pass out or whatever, right? The Lakers in terms of pick and roll usage, or like, you know, scoring possessions derived out of a ball screen, they're top 10. And in terms of points per possession out of it, the Lakers are 15th. So 
And at one point, they were not at this at all. And they're not that far off from being a pretty efficient, like a really efficient ball screen offense. It's Indiana, Sacramento is your top two. The Lakers are right in the middle of the pack right now. And they're start, they're creeping up. They're creeping up. You look at the NBA.com, like advanced metrics. Now on this season, on the season, the Lakers now rank... They are 15 and 10, which I, I do want to address something as it re- re- retains to pertains to the win and the nature of the win, how the win went down, right? The Lakers in offensive rating have improved to 21st. Defensive rating, they've slipped to 7th, right? Look at the last 12 games. Last 12 games, the Lakers are the... 21st best offense and the Lakers are still the second best defense. So they're fine. And we lost the sound panel. It's been, it's been a really long time since, since we've lost the sound panel. Um, but the Lakers are fine. They're fine. And now that that kind of leads in to what I was going to say about the win tonight, like the quality of the win or whatever, which I've just seen. I've just seen a ton of stuff on Twitter and social media about, what an embarrassing win, right? And I think it's pretty funny that we're able to say, like, what an embarrassing win or whatever, right? First off, the fact that we're able to say this is funny because we didn't have this stuff two years ago. There was no such thing as an embarrassing win two years ago or a such thing as an embarrassing win in 2017, right? So the fact that we're able to call things embarrassing wins, it's a win at the end of the day, right? So. That's why I'm probably more in air quotes cheerful, right? Than uh than um than, than I think some people are, and maybe some people are even expecting, right? Because it's a win at the end of the day, right? And personally, just in terms of how my brain functions, I kind of refuse to to like get extra mad. Even with my own team, I really don't do this, right? I kind of refuse to get super pissed off about quote unquote embarrassing wins. You know what I mean? Like a win's a win. And I would feel just think about it this way, how mad you are right now that the Lakers only won by three points or whatever, right? Without LeBron James, by the way. And I mean, AD did score 37 or whatever, right? Think about how mad you are right now. And then think about how mad you would be if the Lakers somehow found a way to blow this game. I, I I said this on playback with Trevor. I said, I'm not mad yet, but oh my gosh, if you had let me just sit there for an hour like and think about how the Lakers just blew that game and actually found a way to lose, oh my gosh, I'd be heated right now. Like If you guys remember the, uh, what game was it? Was it the Philly game? It was the Philly game. Like After the Philly game, if you guys were here, you guys remember how pissed off I was after that loss. And I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm pretty like a cool comma collected dude, right? But if you remember how hot I was after that, after the, uh, after the, the Sixers game, that's basically how, how hot I would have been tonight if the Lakers had found a way to lose, right? But they didn't. They won. A win's a win. I'll be negative tomorrow, right? I'm not. I don't, I don't really care right now. Win to win. You stack these wins up in the regular season. LeBron James didn't play tonight. I really don't care. 
shrug. Now, we can get back to criticizing this team, but again, a win's a win. And we're calling this pathetic wins. It would have been an even more pathetic loss. So, I don't know, man. Patrick, my guy, says, digging the post-post-game show. Well, appreciate you, Patrick. Uh, I like the guys we have. Should we make a trade or would that screw things up like the Westbrook trade did? I think, and again, first off, I do really, really appreciate the super chat. One, I think when we're comparing it to the Westbrook trade, I think context severely matters. Um, <laughs> I think context matters, right? I think I remember my very first reaction when the uh, when the Russell Westbrook trade went down was WTF. I was pissed. I was at work. I, it was not a pleasant time. It was not a pleasant time, right? Because I just knew off the jump that fit was never going to work. I just knew it never it was never going to work. And I think it depends on your training for. Like, I'm still not the biggest fan of trading for Zach Levine. One, because that contract is gross. And two, Zach Levine, if we're trading him for D'Lo, doesn't solve any problems. If LeBron is playing at this level, he doesn't solve the, the unguarded, like the unstoppableness if that's like a proper word in terms of fourth quarter scoring in the playoffs the way LeBron's playing right now LeBron's been one of the most if not the most clutch player in the league so that doesn't matter AD's been balling recently so I don't really care about that okay cool what does he solve like does he give you an added playmaking boost no okay does he give you an, an added defensive boost no okay cool so basically he doesn't help you I mean, he's not this season, at least he hasn't been the better three-point shooter than than uh than D'Angelo Russell. We I I will most certainly fact check this. Ew, I'm on the Bulls page. I, I, like how, how do you how do you navigate this thing? I'm just, I'm just trying to find thank you. I just want to find Zach Levine stats. Well, I guess I could have did it this way. Where is Zach Levine? Like, bro, bro's shooting 33% from three this season. I'm like, no. So I'm I'm just not a fan. And then you add in the picks we're gonna have to give up. You're giving we have to give up D'Lo and Rui and even more stuff. Okay, NBA, get away with your cheap skin, uh with your cheap advertisement. Like, I'm good. I will take a hard pass on that one, bud. So um yeah, I mean, I'm right now. If you're talking about a small trade, I'm 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 with you a little bit more, right? Like if you're saying Alex Crusoe and Andre Jump Drummond, sure. We're talking John Conchar from the Memphis Grizzlies, which is a guy I think is kind of a sleeper pick potentially. I'm with you, right? But uh, a big trade, no. Tina makes a really good point here. Win by one or win by 20, it's a win. Lose by one or lose by 20, it's still a loss. That is such a good point because a lot of times you'll hear or you'll see Twitter try to tell you, oh, there, there's no such thing as a, as a moral victory. And rightfully so, right? But we can't say there's no such thing as a moral victory when a team makes a, a comeback in the fourth but still lose and have the attitude of oh my god the house is burning down and we still won right so i think this is a really good point provided by tina here 
A win's a win. At the end of the day, a loss is a loss at the end of the day. Regardless if you win by one or win by 20, lose by one or lose by 20. So, Tina, appreciate that comment. Really, really valid point there. Sean pissed off about the Chargers, too, LOL. Uh, I haven't been pissed. I haven't really cared about the Chargers since, like, week. Whenever we lost to the uh, to the Packers, I was like, yeah, this season's over. Really, the Ravens' loss was when I, I for sure, I kind of mailed it in. But that 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 Packers loss was dreadful. And more just Chargers land, just Chargers of the Clippers in the NFL. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here in the chat. Ballin says Cam Reddish did a lot in this game for only twenty four minutes. Hopefully, he's getting a little minutes to help rest slash get fully healthy. He was seen limping this game and last. Bando out, so maybe they're cautious. Yeah, uh, Bando uh, is still working his way back from his injury. Um, Cam Reddish was seen limping at the end of this game. Yeah, or really pretty early on, actually. Um, he got tangled up. But Cam made a big-time defensive play on, on Victor Wembyama. Him and AD got caught in a, in a ball screen action. He has to switch out on Victor. Does a great job contesting without fouling and even draws the offensive foul on uh, Victor Wembenyama right there. So, I mean, I, I tweeted this out at Sean underscore DAVI on X that I've never been more happy to be wrong about a player than I have been with, with Cam Reddish. Like, his experience as a Laker has been so freaking fun to watch. And... I mean, I think the Lakers really they, they, they still have the second best defense of the past 12 games because they have three legitimate just X factors defensively. And Anthony Davis and then Cam Reddish and in uh J Jerry Vanderbilt as well. Um what's so interesting is especially with, with Cam and with Bando, they they both have a different role, I think, right? With Cam. Cam is like, okay, so if we're, and I, I, I'm sorry, I got a couple of complaints about in the past about making NFL analogies, but I'm, I mean, I'm going to go with it here because it's the, this is the best way it makes sense to me, right, and to explain it. It's like having an NFL defense. You have two elite safe, elite corners, right? You have two elite corners. One of them is just this ball hawk that's going to get, I don't know, 10 picks in a season, right? And that's a lot, right? But just follow me here for the sense of the analogy. One was going to give up 10 picks, is going to get 10 picks, right? The other one is going to be locked down, shut down. He might not get a ton of picks, but it's going to be hell for that receiver that, he, that they're matched up with, right? And, and the first one is Cam Reddish. Like Cam Reddish is, I call him a defensive playmaker. Right, he's gonna get a bunch of deflections. He's gonna get a bunch of steals. He's gonna create a bunch of turnovers. He's gonna be good even when he doesn't force that stuff. But the turnovers and the defensive playmaking ability is really what makes him special defensively. Where Jared Vanderbilt, just the pestiness, the like one on one. I'm I'm just gonna shut you down. Like. That's what makes him special. And he'll get turnovers just simply because of how good he is as just this pest on ball and, you know, how good he is at making life hell as, like, a guy that can face guard, this 
like a top 10 perimeter ISO defender on the planet, right? The Lakers have, you know, been way more of a switching team and a hedging team this season. So that negates his biggest weakness too, which defensively, which is his screen navigation ability, right? And now you fully unlocked Jerry. I, I don't think we've seen it quite yet. We saw it. We've seen glimpses. I'm thinking really about the Indiana game, but like, man, let Bando get all the way back and the leash is taken off of him. Holy hell, man. Like Bando is going to put up like, oh, he's going to have all NBA defensive worthy film. I don't know if he'll get it because of the injury, but sheesh, man, he was so he's been so good in limited minutes since he's came back. Um, Really quick, I'm going to see if I can find the Lakers because I, I saw a stat the other day. Lakers players, yes, advanced. Like, hold on one sec. I am going to find this stat, but 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 chat, like, let me know if that if that analogy makes sense. Like, what, what what I'm trying to say about the uh about like D'Lo, not D'Lo, but Cam and Vando. We're going to get back to the game because I want to get to a, a couple of a data points I saw on uh, on X about the uh, about the the lineup. Excuse me, about the lineup late that we saw late in the game. So I do want to get back to that, right? All right, so let's take a look at this defense here. And let's look at some individual player stuff. All right, so this is the Lakers stuff. So you look at who are the best players that, you know, like, you know, you know, in terms of field goal percentage difference and stuff like that, right? Christian Wood, LeBron, AD, Gabe Vince, Torian Bando, Max. Like they, they do a really good job at, at forcing their opponents to shoot worse than expected and stuff like that, right? If you go... In terms of like who's the best at contesting three pointers, it is Jared Vanderbilt, it is Gabe Vincent, it is Austin, then Rui, then LeBron, the Jackson A. So the only players that are forcing a a worse three point percentage than expected, right? Um, which is which is good, right? Which is really really good, right? Um, Vando out of guys that are actually playing, seeing him there doesn't really surprise me. If you go on shot attempts at the rim, then that's where Anthony Davis really proves his value, right? Christian Wood's done a fine job, but Anthony Davis, holy hell. LeBron even as a backside rim protector, 11.4%, you know, worse than expected opponents are when AD's a primary rim protector, 8.6% for Braun. Like that is, that is like legitimately insane, right? Uh, all right, let me see here. I wanted to find, let's see, defensive impact, maybe. No, that's what, uh, hmm, I can't find it. Okay, so that is, oh, hold on, maybe it's opponent shooting. It's the one that's the turnover stuff. Darn, it doesn't. Okay, but essentially, it was like. In terms of turnover percentage al allowed, or maybe we have enough synergy. Let's see.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Defense. The Lakers, by the way, the Lakers half court defense is in the 90th percentile. 90th percentile. So when the Lakers are able to get back and play half court defense this season, the Lakers are the third best defense in basketball in the half court. They are behind the Timberwolves and they are behind the Clippers somehow, right? Um, Let's take a look here at – I, I really want to focus on Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt, right? So let's pull up Vando. But let's start off with Cam. All right, let's take a look at Cam Reddish defensively. Defensively, Cam Reddish has an opponent turnover percentage of 18.9%. That is nuts. That's nuts, Right? And if you look at the entire NBA, look at the entire NBA, Cam Reddish is, it's loading on my end. All right, the entire NBA, and then let's filter this out to make this 50 possessions, right? Let's, let's see how many people we can chop down. So Jared Vanderbilt, I mean, sorry, Cam Reddish is these has the sixth best turnover percentage in the NBA defensively. That's nuts. And like all these guys aren't getting the, the, the reps that he gets per game. Ten possessions a game. The next dude that's even close. I mean, Wendell Carter, sure. But like Van, like Cam Reddish has been insane. And then let's go back to Vando for last season. Last season with the Lakers. Like, in isolation, let's see. Oh, I'm about to say, like, that's offense. Let's say, why is, why is Vando grayed out so poorly offensively? But you have that dude. You have, like, like I said, you have your 
defensive playmaker. And then also, right, team opponents are shooting 43.7% on Cam Reddish. And then spot-ups and isos and things like that, right? He's phenomenal. Forced 21.2% turnover percentage on isos. Like, come on, man. You have two of the most premier wing defensive players on your team. The only bummer is neither one of them can shoot consistently. <laughs> the only bad thing right now. Let's pull up some cleaning the glass data from tonight. And we got to talk about this one particular lineup before we get out of here. I did see a couple of super chats come across my screen. So uh let's 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 take a look at that. Uh Julian says, "Could we put together a good enough package to get Barrett and Robinson or is Crusoe and Drummond pretty much our only real possibilities. I'm not going to say it's pretty much your only real possibilities, right? But I, I don't know if you're, if you're going to be able to, to pull that off, right? Getting Caruso, I mean, getting RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson's also out for the next eight to 10 weeks too, if I recall correctly, due to, uh, I forget what he did, but he, he, he's out for the next eight to 10 weeks anyway. So, um, yeah. I appreciate the super chat for sure. I, I don't think that Caruso and Drummond's the only real possibility, though. Patrick says, is Vando shooting want to keep him off the floor in the playoffs? I hope not, and it shouldn't keep him off the floor. For one, like, like think about it this way, right? When, when you look at teams like the Warriors, and we saw it firsthand in the playoffs last season, Draymond Green's not a shooting threat. Kevon Looney is not a shooting threat. But what the Warriors do so well, and it, like, doesn't make sense why the Lakers don't do this themselves with guys like Vando and even AD sometimes if he's not shooting the ball well is turn those dudes into off-ball screeners like if you try to sag off a of Draymond Green and chat please like say, say if you disagree with me but if you try to sag off a of Draymond Green we saw this for a whole playoff series or Gary Payne the second it, it was who it was last year in the playoffs actually Kevon Looney right um if you try to sag off of those dudes what Golden State is going to do, they're going to turn those dudes into screeners for Steph and for Clay, and they're going to run those dudes off a billion screens and tire you out. And that's what happens, right? And the Lakers have done a way better job at it this season and making Bando a screener, like making him a screener on, on as an exit screen guy or a stagger screen guy, a pin down screen guy. And that opens up slip opportunities as well, right? I think utilizing him in, in ball screens as well as the screener, I think it can be an effective method as well. So I think it shouldn't keep him off the floor. Will it? Probably because I think the Lakers, for some reason, like don't want to just buy in completely uh, to using him as just this off ball screener. And that's how you keep him on the floor. Right. But uh, yeah. All right. Let's take a look at this lineup here gotta find the game okay cool so cleaning the glass sheesh man let's go to uh let's let's just go to la the lineup that we saw was d'lo austin d'lo austin lebron no d'lo austin torian can't uh christian wood and ad this is the Lakers actively trying to put the game away, by the way, right? And the Lakers 
basically said, and let, 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 let's filter this out. So we got Austin, D'Lo, uh, I said Torian, AD, that can't find Christian Wood. There we go, Christian Wood. Let, let, let's filter this out, right? So they've played 52 possessions all year. Let's zoom in here. 52 possessions all year with this lineup. Defensively, in a lineup where you're trying to put the game away, the points per possessions defensively, this is the worst lineup this Lakers team has run. 144.7 points per 100 possessions in this lineup. Offensively, the only thing this, this lineup does well is rebound the ball and don't turn the ball over and get to the free throw line, I suppose, right? But, like, effective field goal percentage, one of the worst lineups they have. Points per possession, one of the worst lineups they have. Their differential per 100 possessions, they lose. They are actively losing this lineup by 40 points per 100 possessions. So it makes no sense to me that with the game on the line, Darvin Ham actively said, meh. Right? Like, meh. Let, let, let's just run out this all-offensive lineup that, for one, isn't even that good of an offensive lineup. As I think we saw it was what 107, right? Points per 100 possessions or whatever. Nah, nah. Let 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 let, let let's just roll. Let's just roll this line about we're trying to close the game out here. So and, and I mean, let, let's filter this out. Let's take a look at what could have been an option, right? So no LeBron. LeBron didn't play tonight. No G League guys. Obviously, I don't want any G Leaguers on the floor. So take Demoy Hodge off. Take Gabe Vincent off too, because Gabe Vincent didn't play, or he's still hurt. Take JHS off, and take Max Lewis off, right? So with the guys that actually played tonight, those are your only options for for a lineup defensively, right? With the game on the line, okay. Your most frequently used lineup is this one: D'Lo, Cam, Torian, Rui, AD. Which ironically is the lineup we close with. Just swap Austin for Cam. Let's see if we can find that one. I mean, sorry, Austin for D'Lo. And all right, and we got we got to include like we got to keep AD on the floor, right? So AD has to be on the floor, and it can't be any of those lineups. Okay, all right, cool. D'Lo, Cam, Torian, Rui, AD, cool. You're a positive. You're a net positive in that lineup, right? That would have been somewhat justifiable. Although I would have just swapped out. Austin for D'Lo, but sure, right? The second next one is D'Lo, Austin, Torian, Christian Wood AD, which we just discussed is nearly a minus 40 points. Next one, you go super big. Austin, Torian, Rui, Christian Wood AD, right? Uh, here's one that I that is awful, ironically, but Austin, Max, Camps, Christian Wood AD, right? Or even, how is this one so bad? Austin, Max, Ruri, Bando, AD. That sounds like a lineup that would work. That sounds like a lineup that would work. Um, and, I, and, like, none of this stuff is perfect, right? I'm not saying that. But, like, that just goes to show you how bad that first lineup was. This is the lineup that we saw that, to, that got that last stop. Austin, Cam, Torian, Ruri, AD is a plus 58.2, the uh, points per possession, 100 possessions, it's 
I get it. It's only 10 possessions, but golly, I'm not going to 52 possessions of awfulness, right? Like, that just makes no sense to me, man. Golly. So the the decision to end with that lineup nearly costed the Lakers the game. It didn't, so we move. But holy hell, if the Lakers had lost this game tonight, I would have been a very mad a mad person. Right, so. Oh, man. At the very least, the Lakers won. And for the time being, that's all I'm going to say. The Lakers won. I'm going to get some break. I'm going to get a, a break. The Lakers are back in action against the San Antonio Spurs on Saturday. No, excuse me, on Friday. Like, come on, man. Does the Nets beat the Suns? Huh. That's interesting. Giannis had 64. Jeez. That's uh that's insane. That is insane. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 44 points in a loss. Sheesh. The NBA is a it's a wild league, man. The Wizards are just awful at basketball. All right, chat. Well, the Lakers have improved to 15 and 10. That's the only thing that matters, in my opinion. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in to LakersNation.com post-game post show. I've been Sean Davis. Like I said, we are back Friday night against the San Antonio Spurs, trying to get back on a little win streak. Man, we need it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Till next time, go Lake Show. Stay safe. Peace out. Later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.